Welcome to episode 13 of the Skillshop Pincast. I'm your host, Graham. I'm Kayla. And uh, today we have uh, three guys from Pinheads Pinball. We've got a uh, We've got Mark Letsock, Evan McBride, and Adam Jenkins. And uh, so y'all do a lot of work around... uh, Actually, you know what? Kayla, you take it away. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Lucky number 13. You're going to let Kayla introduce it. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, So these three guys next to us have done uh, Pinheads Pinball for the last couple years. They operate out of Olaf's. Uh, Evan currently is the sole operator for um, Shorties and does all the repairs and maintenance for the Shorties games. Um, they run the Olaf's monthly, and uh, coincidentally, Evan and I went to the same high school together, which is pretty cool. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name's Adam Jenkins. My name is Evan McBride. And Mark Letzok. There they are. <laughs> so, um, we're going to just get started off talking about like how you guys met each other, how you started getting into pinball, because you all got into it at the same time, right? Right, yeah. Uh we had moved in with each other over in Ravenna, mm-hmm. and we were we liked games, and we were loose acquaintances. I was a roommate with Mark's girlfriend at the time, and uh, our lease was up. And I was moving out with another buddy. Uh, his girlfriend asked me, "Do you care? Like, how do you feel about Mark getting a place with you guys?" I said, "Oh, that's great." And then talked to Mark, and Mark said, "Well, I have a buddy, which is Adam." Like, how do you feel about having Adam come along? It's like, perfect, we'll get a house. Yeah. And so it's crazy. Like, we did not really know each other moving into that place. And uh, there's a bar called Teddy's in Seattle, 65th mm-hmm. and Roosevelt. And they had Medieval Madness and Totan. We got into pinball. We were pool players and uh, waiting between games. We we're like, oh, what's this? You know, I got some quarters in my pocket. Whole tables backed up for a good long while. Mm-hmm. Try this out. Realized it was fun and there was actually purpose to it. And you could actually control the game for the most part. If you can hit the shots, of course. But you can control the game and it was fun. And it was it was crazy. And like that opened up a whole new avenue of going to places, looking in the door. Oh, they got pinball. I'll play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the shorties especially. That was the, man, that was paradise. What, what year was this? Yeah. Uh, 2002. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got really lucky with Teddy's <coughs> having, it was Space Age Amusement was the operator at the time mm-hmm. there. And uh, and they just happened to have two really awesome games. If they would have had, you know, some game that's not as fun to play, we might not have gotten into it like we did. But sure. we just happened to have six months of excellent games there that we went to play multiple times a week and just and you know just, we're like well this is really fun and then a, and then a i think a, a stern playboy was the third game that oh, was in no. there <laughs> and so <laughs> we just stopped playing it and was like well and this, monopoly this, yeah. yeah yeah this is not <laughs> as much fun so that's when i like to hear that so <laughs> we went to find more pinball and, that, uh-huh. and then came across shorties and then you know yeah, anytime anybody had a birthday we were always yep. shorties. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a celebration. Yeah. So what year was that uh, again at, at Teddy's where you finally started getting it? It was 2011? What? Sorry. 2002. Oh, 2002. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Early, Jeez early Louise. Uh, this still, it's not that early in the morning, but I it feels early enough. Early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. So the Medieval Madness was an entry point. That was my entry point, too. And, it's such uh, an easy, approachable it, game. It really is. Like, uh, There's no other game I would direct people to, to, you know. Right. Get into pinball. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything is so straightforward in that game. Absolutely. You get the trolls. I mean, I had no idea how I was lighting the trolls when yeah. I was first <laughs> playing, but eventually they'd get lit and I'd hit that Merlin scoop and trolls pop up. What do they trolls. say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game strangely comes up a lot on this podcast too. Like, it's very, like, yeah. it's the gateway for a lot of folks. It really is. It's the marijuana of pinball. Mine was, <laughs> yeah. Mine was more Monster Batch, which is pretty much the same game. But yeah, that's yeah. Monster Batch. But game. there's no trolls in that. Part so. of that same golden age of kind of nineties. The family Williams, out, yeah. yeah, and all the good callouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, to come back to to pool, like sometimes when I'm trying to explain the the awesomeness of pinball to somebody, uh, I, I use pool as a counterpoint. So the fact that you were you know, playing pool and then 
kind of eased your way into pinball. Because the thing about pool is the better you are at it, the faster your money disappears. Right. But with pinball, it's the exact opposite. And it's the way it should be. The right, better right, you right. are, the more you can stretch your, your mm-hmm. quarter. You know what I mean? Right, right. So big ups to pinball over pool, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, yeah. You don't have a haul. You don't have to haul your own cue around. Yeah, right. Also true. Walk into a bar with something that looks like a flute case. <laughs> <laughs> you play the flute? No, pool. <laughs> I did. I used to play the flute, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Fifth grade. <laughs> I used to tote my flute case around. I wish I was smart enough at that point to tell people, oh, it's a pool cue. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no That'd shame. Be way better. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot easier than lugging around like a baritone sax or something. <laughs> oh, though. my goodness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now you just haul around and pocket full of quarters, but apparently mm-hmm. it sounds like from what they're doing at Olaf's, you might not have to soon. Yeah. You want to just talk about that now? Yeah. I'm That's, really excited uh, about this idea. Yeah. I'll talk a little bit about the tech and then Mark can talk some about the promos. Does that work? So we just uh, deployed PayRange at Olaf's this week. So it's a, a new company based out of Portland. They just shipped their first uh, production units uh, this last week. So we're kind of on the front end of it. So it's kind of a new system. They're still expanding the software a bit, which Mark will talk about. But every game has a little uh, Bluetooth device that communicates with your phone. So you, when you walk up to a game, you load the app, which is free to download on Android or uh, Apple devices, the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Pay range. Pay range. Yeah, capital P, capital R. And uh, when you load the game, it'll show you, when you load the app, it'll show you which games are available to play. And then all you do is swipe up on your phone and it tosses credits to the game so the credit card's processed through either wi-fi if you're connected to wi-fi or your uh internet data if you're not connected to wi-fi and there's no credit card info that goes to the pinball machine it's all over the internet and then it throws a credit to the game so yeah so you just uh download the app and, and link it to a debit or credit card and fund it with the minimum of five dollars and then um and then you're you're all set I feel like this could start like a really cool like first date for someone like someone just sees like a nice person playing a game like oh, oh let me send a, a game over to that person hey. <laughs> like that it's the new I'll buy you a drink like that. <laughs> <laughs> very cool yeah you look like you want to play pinball yeah <laughs> so yeah and so for as far as some promotions we're trying to do to kind of help get the word out um, we're giving away two free games once you, you download the app and you, and you fund your account. Um, or you link your card, you can get two free games, and there's a little button next to each uh, on, next to each game with, in the app that you press, and you can go to promos, and you can get your free game, and you just swipe up on the picture of the game that you want to play, and it loads it up with um, whatever the cost is for that game, 50 cents or 75 cents. Um, and we're really, since it is, pay range is new, we're really hoping that they might be able to expand their software so we can actually offer um just regular discounts like a like a pinball happy hour so we can do half price pinball totally from dope. from you know 3 p.m to 6 p.m or something like that or late night midnight to two mm-hmm. where it's just you know you know come in early stay late and get play pinball for cheap <laughs> and um we've been uh, adam and i've been knocking around the idea of giving away um you know if you're a friend of ours on facebook and your birthday pops up you know we give you you know five ten dollars of free pinball just Mm -hmm. for being our friend on facebook and so we can just give promo codes to people to go and put into their phone and and use i'm going to change my birthday to every day (laughs) 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 so uh i'm sorry if i if if you already addressed this but can you is this uh able to be retrofitted to any game like does it have to be a newer one or no it can be any game so they sell two different well they sell the version that we buy um is what they call a pulse unit so you can either connect it to the dollar bill validator or you can hardwire it to a coin switch. Hmm. Oh. So any game. That's you amazing. Know, back to early solid state. If it's, even EMs, right? right. In right. theory. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you, oh. can, you can hardwire it to the coin switch and then the, uh, the actual pay range device that's in the game just closes that switch as if a, cord, a quarter was inserted. Very cool. So awesome. Anything. That's literal yeah, game changer. It's an amazing yeah, idea. Because then you don't have to worry about when you're collecting as an operator, like you just have less bags of quarters to walk yeah. away with. No, it helps on both ends. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Holy moly. I'm so And that's just something that I guess you would that. have to sort out with the um the vendor or the, the bar that you're uh, operating out of to make sure like, hey, is it cool if we give away a few games on this time or whatever? And like, 
Does it, I imagine there'd be like a shared bank account between you guys and them because you guys do. I don't know what your split is, and you'll have to go into that. But yeah, I don't know. We haven't worked out. It's so new. We haven't gone mm-hmm. through a month of the financials to figure out how that all works. But right. They, I mean, they do take a cut, like mm-hmm. any credit card processor, but that cut comes out of the operator or the location. It's nothing that the the person that's playing and paying to play has to pay for. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But it's a totally reasonable cut, and I would love in a year to see them everywhere in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So Adam I can haul around. Adam and I have a hundred dollar bet. Yeah. I have some personal <laughs> skin in the game. Yeah. There are so operators nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> Get into pay range. Yeah. hundred, hundred, what was it? A hundred location, hundred units in Seattle you by January, 2017. Oh, wow. Oh, a hundred. I thought it was just a majority. No, hundred, hundred for a hundred. Why are you changing our bet? <laughs> <laughs> going on record now. So I can point to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> After, stamp it. I don't know. I'm a firm believer. I mean, I think what you get, I think that's totally badass that you can just go swipe, boom, credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, ritualistic, it's hard to break habits. It'll take time, <coughs> like anything. Mm-hmm. That's, so, why it's 2017, right? yeah. that's why it's 2017. That's why you're extending your bet, Disney. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of times that I, I decide not to play pinball because I don't have cash on me. Like, sure. Well, yeah. I'll right. just go home <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah right, and right. it's not real money right it's like yeah, yeah. olaf doesn't have an, an atm right and they they will give some cash back on your card if you pay mm-hmm. but hmm. you know you might have to walk to 7-eleven to go get cash or right know, or not or just use your phone <laughs> wow. that's so cool so how long have you guys been operating at olaf's now like how many years i think they recently celebrated their two-year yeah. anniversary or In it's August. coming up very cool oh it was this last summer yeah so a little over two years. And you have eight games at Olaf's that you work on, right? Like Yes, that's right. Pretty eight nice games. lineup. Because um, when you started out with six in that back room, and then you expanded into the, the larger room where we people We started sit. out with four. Four, okay. Wow. And then I went to six, and then now eight. But did you ever, like, how did that kind of come about? Did you ever say, like, oh, I'm really into pinball. Like, let's get seriously into it and start making money off it or, like, working on games? Well, it's it's... An ongoing experiment, kind of. Yeah. So we put our first game out at Teddy's Tavern, which the, was the where you started. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's kind of an homage to yeah, our full Both, both <laughs> Evan and Adam had worked at, at Teddy's for a time too. Mm. So it was, I mean, it was just like you know, it was our living room yeah. for a while when we were living, you know, in the area. Yeah, we had a personal connection with the owner, like Mark said, when we were working there. Dan, the guy that owns Teddy's, just amazing, and he let us. He had games in there when Space Age was doing it, and then he didn't have pinball for a while. So we kind of tried to bring pinball back and put Doctor Who in there. And it's kind of an experiment to see, you know, how much time it takes to maintain the games mm-hmm. and what they earn. And then we ended up putting a second game in there. And then Gordon actually from Skillshot hooked us up with the uh, Olaf's lead and, uh, you know, started operating there. Word. So uh, your lineup at Olaf's right now is this accurate? This is what we have on our on the Skillshot website: uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Doctor Who, uh, Bride of Pinbot, Revenge from Mars, Simpsons Pinball Party, Star Trek, Twilight Zone, and The Walking Dead. That's correct. Excellent, excellent. I have something embarrassing to admit: I've still never been to Olaf's. There's still time. It's okay. It's worth your time. <laughs> it is worth yeah. your time. Let me get tell two you, free yeah. games and I'm pay range. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- seriously, this whole pay range thing just like sealed the deal. I'm going out like this week. For sure. <laughs> it's a great spot. It's really cool people. The owners are are, are really great people too. And mm-hmm. I don't know, the staff's really friendly too. So it's, it's actually... You know, besides playing pinball, it's just a good place to go hang out. Yeah, Word. it never matters like how many how much time has passed between my visit and the current visit. Like Cheetah is always like, "Hey, Kayla, how's it going?" Like they're just so friendly and welcoming there. Like, mm-hmm. Every time yeah. I walk in, Cheetah is awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy, and I feel like I, I'll go on record by saying that Olaf's does one of the best monthlies if in Seattle, like one of the best tournaments overall. I mean, you guys have a setup where there's two um, cameras over the machines, like two games going at a time and a projector into the main, like I'll call it the dining room. Um, and it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a small kind of area where the most of the pinball machines are. So it's hard to have more than the people playing there. So Adam and Mark and Evan, a little bit too. It was a little no, bit after no, you no. left. That's after I left. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Evan has nothing to do with this idea. <laughs> um, but they set up a projector where you can just look and see, okay, this is the game I'm playing. There's the um, the bracket that I have to go off of. And um, they will record your game so people can kind of like, like if you're playing Star Trek against someone 
and you're not upright, then you can watch that opponent play, watch them drain, be like, oh, okay, it's time for me to go in. Yeah, yeah. instead of like <laughs> hovering over their shoulder, which yeah. everybody loves, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> and they started off with like, uh, here's our rules and guidelines. Here's our uh, overall yearly tournament that you guys are doing. It's like just so straightforward and awesome to walk into that and have it go so smoothly. Yeah, thanks. It's been a lot of fun. Like the the, the video things evolved over time. Mm-hmm. I think we first started with one camcorder, like ten feet in the air, trying to get two <laughs> games side by side. With and then, the uh, that was back when I was a part of it. Adam and I built a <laughs> Home Depot. Uh, home at Home Depot, <laughs> we built a PVC camera rig. That thing was so janky. <laughs> so janky. <laughs> Janky yeah. Adams. Yeah, Janky Adams. <laughs> and that uh, it evolved. Right now we have uh, one webcam and we use a, a PC to run the video. We also live stream it on uh, Twitch or YouTube. Last time we did YouTube. Mm-hmm. And a new thing we started doing is is uh, going through match play and pulling highlight clips. So oh, someone has like a, a really cool ball. Like last last tournament, Blake Mitchell got a billion on oh, yeah. Ride a Pinbot. And mm-hmm. I... And I just kind of shortened that clip and just uploaded it to our YouTube channel. Oh, very so cool. you can go back and relive. Awesome. That was a great really moment. Shot. I was there for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nerdy. I love it. Yeah. Those are things that I do watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a sport, right? You know, you do the same thing with football or baseball. Or like, look at these highlights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we have, and there's so many great players in Seattle too. So mm-hmm. you're going to get, you're going to get a handful of highlights for each tournament. Yeah. Just because of the quality of players that come. So, and it's also just really great to be able to watch those great players on the screen and be like, oh, this is what they do. Like, yeah, this is a decision that, that they make. Yeah. While you're There's no better way to learn mm-hmm. to play a game mm-hmm. than watching. Right. Yeah, so much can be learned from just watching other people. Okay, so um, so the, the monthly tournament this month is, is today as we're recording it. So people have missed this one. But so for November, that means it's going to be what day? Is it always the fourth Saturday, or does it rope around? <clears throat> well, tip- the typical slot throughout the year is the third Sunday. Okay. But with football, since Olaf's mm. has the back dining room. Gotcha. With uh, with the projector and the HD screen. Go it, Hawks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, football takes precedence over that. So we move mm-hmm. it to Saturdays to avoid the football conflicts. So the next one is Saturday, November 21st. Okay. Saturday, November 21st. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And that's the last tournament to qualify for the finals in December. Yeah, talk about that, the qualification. Yeah, so what we're doing um, in December, those that qualify for the finals tournament, which I'll describe, uh, it's no coin drop, uh, cash prizes. We have 350 bucks in the cash kitty right now for payout for prizes. Just as a thank you to the people that have been supporting the tournament throughout the year. So the top 12 seeds are comprised of the people that win a tournament. So if you win it monthly, you're automatically qualified for the finals. And then the rest of the top 12 slots are filled with the people that have the highest cumulative Whopper points for the events at Olaf's specifically. And then we have four wildcard spots, which are filled by kind of a raffle system based on how many events people came to. So if people came to a lot of events, they'll have a higher chance of getting to the wild card. And then so for that December tournament, we'll run it kind of like a, a ladder, like what they do at the Papa Circuit Finals or the Seattle Pinball League Finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll also have some side tournaments going for people that didn't qualify, but we'll still want to come and hang out. Very cool. It's going to be a good time. And what day is that? Is that in January or December? That is December gotcha. 19th. Okay, very cool. Another Saturday at 4 p.m., which that's the weekend after Star Wars comes out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so... That's the date it's scheduled for so now, but Harrison Ford will show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With any luck. I'm anticipating potential uprising uh, from the pinball community and the conflicts <laughs> with tickets purchased at Cinerama. So Well, we'll you're see. just gonna have to get everyone in Seattle to bring their Star Wars game yes. and like line them up on the sidewalk for a side mm-hmm, tournament. That's right. <laughs> um and so when you guys started Pinheads too, you guys offered house calls and house repairs. Like how, first of all, how did you get into like learning how to work on games? From playing to the other side of the flippers, so to speak. <laughs> so we first started working on games when we bought our first game, which was a Terminator 2 back in 2012? Yeah, it seems earlier than that. It seems earlier 2010? Yeah, I think I yeah. want to say 2010. 
So we bought a Terminator 2, uh, kept it at my house, and started working on that. So we got some experience there. And then uh, we threw up a Craigslist ad for mm-hmm. free pinball repair. And so we were going around to people's places. Flooded. Yeah, a lot, lot of responses. <laughs> Flooded. Um, and so we got some experience working on different games that weren't Williams, mm-hmm. WPC, which is T2 is. And after, I don't know, five, six months, we were doing well enough that we decided to start charging for it. Yeah, Adam bought the T2 on his own. And then after, after the pinball doctor, Adam had the idea that this might actually be this could be a business. So he, that's when he posted the pinball doctor, or before that posted the pinball doctor, but got enough demand to where it was like, wait, okay, I'm getting flooded with people that want me to fix their pinball machines. I'm not charging them anything. Maybe we could do something mm-hmm. with this. And it, I mean, the whole part was, I mean, it's funny if I, if anybody's listening, when we first were going to repairs, but we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> I was going to say, like, no one asked you for your resume or anything, or, like, qualifications. No resume. Or insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Come into our house and yeah. have a look around. Adam and I would, would show up to people's houses. I mean, we ideally, I mean, even now, like, with a machine broken on location, I want the most information possible. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just tell me it's broken. What is the specific part that's broken? So we'd show up people's house and try to get as much information out of them as we could. The number one thing we found was, oh, it played great. I turned it on. I mean, last time I played it was six months ago or a month ago. I turned it on. It just doesn't work anymore. Oh, yeah. You go in there and it's just, it was just horrible, horrible. (laughs) And I can't believe that we used to go into these, these places not knowing. I mean, we're, we figured it out. We have not had a failure yet, right? No, everything's been pretty good. At there least was... now that, I mean, since I left, you still haven't had a failure, right? No. There's been some challenging stuff. 100% success rate, huh? Yeah, so far. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, yeah, well, I'm not sure. They don't, they don't usually call back. <laughs> right. So either it's because their game still works, which is what I'm assuming, or it's because it broke the day after we left. Right. Yeah. right. Take the money and run. But Evan made, a, when we first started doing it for pay, Evan made a list of all the questions we needed to ask someone mm-hmm. before we went to their house, which was a great idea. And one of them was, do you have the key? <laughs> because it would happen would more assume. often than you think. Right. You'd show up and be like, We're, well, can I have the key? Oh, I don't have the key. Oh, my well, goodness. I don't have my drill. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to come back later. Um, yeah, and all of them inevitably like 30 to 45 minute drive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, inevitably. Multiple visits. I do not miss the home repair. <laughs> One bit. But it was a nice apprentice period of, of the Pinheads Pinball. You got to get a lot of experience under your belt that way, huh? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I mean, so much knowledge. I mean, things that I may never see again. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Like, I mean, the, at least for right now, I mean, I do basic maintenance. So what I come across is general, like, uh, broken wires or broken coil stop. For the most part, simple. I mean, pinball machines go bad. That's what they do. There's a, a good playing pinball machine is actually pretty rare. There's mm-hmm. always going to be something wrong. And if it's working right, chances are it's going to break while you're playing it. Like <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. Crazy. One yeah. of you were saying you worked on like a Lord, Lord of the Rings and it wouldn't fit in the guy's house when you went there? That you had him? Yeah, so we, <clears throat> I shopped a guy's uh, Lord of the Rings, and um, we went to deliver it to his house, and it was a super narrow door, so we had to disassemble the game. Oh, boy. And with, which, which you would do for early solid states anyway, to pull yeah. the head off, but it was interesting. So I had an extra hour, but the guy, oh was, real, guy was real cool about it, so. It was, it was a surprise, though, because it was a two dark. Flight, two flights of stairs? Oh. Yeah, two flights of wooded stairs. In the email, a few stairs. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no, come on. Oh, <laughs> and it was That's coming from someone who's never picked up a pinball machine. Yeah. yeah, yes. But Mark's right. He did have a Sauron mask, like a full on, legit, wearable <laughs> Sauron mask. Wow. Lord of the Rings. So, <laughs> so he, he, got, he has that machine because he's a Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, yeah. huge Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we talked to Bobby a few months ago, and he said that, like, the craziest thing we could find like rat droppings and games, but like n- we were hoping for like live animal stories of like, <laughs> or I don't know, like anything like just Ever super find a crazy. raccoon living in a pinball machine. No raccoon. Nope, I think the worst it. thing I can remember is that non, the non dairy creamer. 
Yeah, that's what? Non dairy creamer in the my head. Adam's family. Yeah, we were, I mean dairy creamer, sure, but yeah. non dairy creamer. <laughs> yeah, we, had, we we bought an Adam's family and we're shopping it out and I, and uh, I remember going under underneath and and looking at just something like dripping off. It was like <laughs> now it's petrified. It's this petrified <laughs> thing that was that had, was dripping off some wires. Stalactite. Yes, <laughs> and. Um, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and then just digging through the cab, and I just noticed a, a one of the little creamer packs that you would get at some diner. It just like overheated and exploded oh and just shot up and just stuck to the bottom of the play field. Oh, and, like, what is that doing in a pinball machine? Rats, I get. They're looking for a home. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's gonna open it up. Hmm, this seems like a good place to it's store nice my creamer. Warm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was that the Adams Family? That's that flip flip now. Is that the same one? No. A different oh, okay, that'd been funny. Man, yeah, I've heard stories like I saw an article like a few years ago where the guy was like hiding his guns in his pinball machine. So, like wow. when his house got raided, they're like, "Where's all the ammunition and the AK-47s?" And it's in the cabinet in the pinball machine. So, well, hopefully, yeah. it doesn't short out and set off around. Well, right? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I think it might on, have been the Trojan horse for the the armory. I yeah. worked on clients who store their marijuana in their pinball <laughs> machines. <laughs> Get a little, little weird. I got no problem. I mean, do what yeah. you want to do. We're like, that's but. where I smoke it anyways, right? I'm right before I play pinball. Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. it no. There we go. Got real uncomfortable when it came to work on that machine and he <laughs> forgot that he put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, more power to you. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the day, I might actually taste some of that. So y'all don't do any house calls anymore at all, right? Not me. Okay. Uh, I do a couple a month. Yeah. So we kind of ramp, ramp that down. Try to keep things in balance, but I'll, I do about two a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, Marky. it's it's fun to be able to go into someone's house and fix their game. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Um, no house calls for me right now. So I, yeah, I moved. I've uh, six months ago moved out away out of Seattle, and now I'm living in North Carolina. Oh wow. Okay. And so I'm, I just I just happen to be back for this for this week. Well, um, thanks for flying out to do this podcast. Yeah, right. Thanks for flying them out. I, I'm, I'm waiting, <laughs> waiting for my reimbursement. Yeah, we'll talk about the reimbursement uh, after uh, off the air. The hotel's nice. <laughs> Wait, what, why, why are we here? Didn't we already figure this out? <laughs> so, so Evan, you don't do any house calls, but you work on all the shorties games around town. Is right. that right? Right, right. Like, I ran into Evan a few weeks ago. Uh, I was walking. In Georgetown, he's like, "Hey, you want to come to Jules Maze with me?" Drive, we, thank you for not telling about when I stalled the <laughs> stick shift. <laughs> well, you just have now, but yeah, Adam, he can't he can't drive a manual, by the way. <laughs> so I saw Kayla. It, I, uh, I had my car broke down. Had the wife's car, not proficient with the manual. <laughs> so Kayla. of course, I looked over when I heard a car backfire. <laughs> <laughs> and I look, I see Kayla like, "Oh, hey!" Roll the window down. <laughs> Uh, if you if you dare enter, <laughs> where where are you going? <laughs> it worked out pretty well from there. A little jerky, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Your, was... your whiplash is all right. No, it's good. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. And I still I made it here. No awesome. stick shift anymore. Good, good. But, uh, but yeah. But like we went to Jules Mason. I kind of like got to see his routine of going through the games, collecting, like fixing things. And we actually sat down. And I was like, so how many games do you work on? And I was like, is it in the 30s? He's like, oh, no, way more than that. And I think we got to number 58, was it? Uh, sounds about right. Yeah, that's insane. For pinball machines. Uh, over how many locations is that? Uh, I guess 11, 12 bars. Because there's, like, okay. there's also... Uh, like baths, too. Yeah, arcades work on arcade machines, which scare me. <laughs> the, uh, the two monitors, man. Those will... <laughs> Those will end your life. Yeah. So I, I hate working on those, but that's part of my duties. Anything that has that that uh, Ave out owner shorties also uh, pinball machines. Anything that he owns, I work on. Hmm. Touch and touch everything. All right. Jukebox, Buck Hunter. <laughs> His car. How yeah. how far <laughs> does that take you? Is that all within Seattle city limits for Ave out's machines or? Yeah, we. Uh, the furthest location right now, I guess between north and south, is uh, Teddy's. Oh, okay. So we yeah. have two pins there, and for the south is going to be White Center at New Bar called Noble Barton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just added that to the pinball list. So any given day, I might get a call that something's wrong at Teddy's, and also something's wrong at Noble Barton. And with this awesome Seattle traffic... 
Oh boy. Yep. Sit in my car and uh, eventually get there. <laughs> a lot of time. How long have you been uh, working on the shorties machines? A little over a year. Almost a year and a half. And is it is it all you, or do you have another counterpart that's working on those with you? Uh, basically all me. When there's more than I can handle, Avout will help out. And if there's more than he and I can handle, there's Dino sure. and Josh, who used to do games before I got there, who will still kind of fill in if if we get thin. And that helps necessary. Like coming up to the shorties tournament, mm-hmm. I uh, I asked those guys if they're willing to help me give a last little run through. Yeah, that's going to be really yeah. helpful. And yeah. I mean, I guarantee I walk out of there on Friday before the tournament with everything good. Saturday, mm-hmm. who knows? It's, <laughs> it's a new day. So you work on the machines at shorties too. Josh and Dino aren't uh, working on those ones, or they have keys. And they do simple things if they can, like ball stuff, right? Because they're you know they might be on site. They're yeah, because so, yeah. they're bartending. Right. And with shorties, I mean, they have one bartender, maybe two. Sure, they're always overworked. Yeah. So depending how it is, either just turn the machine off or if it's a stuck ball, grab the keys, crack it open, clear ball, mm-hmm. game on. But yeah, and the, yeah. So I mean, those, it's, it gets pretty crazy. Cause I mean, the pinball breaks. It's, yeah. It's insane. Insane how much it breaks. Yeah. I, re- I the first time I realized how inc- intense it was for an operator was right before the shorties annual, like two years ago. And Dino was just like racking his brain about like how he's going to get everything fixed. He's like just at the end of his rope, just so stressed about everything. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, you do have a lot of pressure on you to make all it's 16 games at Shorty's now. Uh, 18? Yeah, I think uh, 16, 18. I don't know. Yeah, something like I that. I could count them. But, but to get all of those to tip top shape for like what we get about 100 players for the Shorty's annual. So, yeah. And, it, and it's guaranteed. I mean, something always goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's pinball. That's the reason why I have a job, at least with shorties, mm-hmm. is because these things break all the time and every every day. There's not a day when I don't have something to do. Yeah. And people contact you through text message too, right? So, like- Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets a little tough. You know, it's hard being the, the, the focus when a machine breaks that it's my fault. Right. That gets a little tiresome. Sure. Because nobody... I think I've got three compliments in the year and a half that I've well, worked. Well, let's just make it four. Evan, you do a really good job. <laughs> yeah, I'll toss one in. Five. Thank you, Thanks Graham, for getting those running. Thank you, Graham. Jeez. So there's five compliments yeah. in a year and a half. <laughs> one more, we can double it. Good job, Evan. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Now it, that I think of yeah. it, I remember something being broke on there. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> and that's, that's, how it, that's how it goes. But it's kind of like the entire Seattle Pinball community is your boss. Like, it's kind of harsh that way. Right, right. Yeah, and it, I mean, I do the best that I can. I am aware, for the most part, of things that are broken. If there's something broken in a game, like a, there's a switch, two switches on one game in particular that I have not been able to get going. Replace switches, tweak switches, still doesn't get going. And I hear about that game more than any other one. And it's... It, in that point, it's challenging, but I also know I'm aware. Like, I don't. I like when I hear something that's wrong, because if I don't know, then how am I supposed to fix it? Mm-hmm. But at that sure. point, maybe that's just more of a kick to myself of I cannot figure it out and I'm sick of hearing about it. So I can't necessarily put too much on being told about it. But when I say hi to somebody, I say, oh, hey, Graham, how you doing? Uh, the switch on this game is broken. Yeah. I, I get that so often. Oh, that's so disparity. So often. It's not, yeah. I try to, I mean, I'm a, I'm a personable individual. At mm-hmm. least I'd like to believe so. Maybe everybody thinks I <laughs> Maybe it's slowly <laughs> changing now. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, being just the job. And I understand, because if it's on somebody's mind, a game that somebody plays, like I can understand how like it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But also it's, I, I, I'm, I'm doing my damnedest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Also, you're a human being that like deserves to be treated like one and like a friend, like how's life been? You know, like, uh, that, you know? that machine is right. Um, the garage broken. door on Simpsons <laughs> is not opening. Can you please like, Oh know? man. Yeah. That it, unicorn. God <laughs> damn it. Oh boy. God damn it. <laughs> the worst part is it, it, 
it has never not done it for me. Every time I've played that game, it's worked properly. Really? Hmm. Every single time I've played that game. And I've I've heard about it, so I believe yeah. it. I've seen it. Yeah, well, yeah I pulled that thing apart, put it back together. Uh, well, you just need to be there on all the time then. Just, yeah. You're the lucky charm. A- answer, just answer the text, mes- text messages at 11.30 at night. Uh, yeah. yeah, how irregular are those hours? Like, do you, do you kind of set your a time and say, listen, I, I am off duty at, at this point. I have gotten to that point now. Yes. So stand I up u- for yourself. Yeah. yeah. I used to drop whatever I was doing. Like I was telling Kayla earlier, mm-hmm. the, uh, when, when pinheads first got started, we were very sensitive about these machines working properly and the, the duties got divided between all of us, but Adam and Mark both have kids. And so more often than not, I would be the one that was like, well, I don't, I can't say I have a kid, so I guess I'm going. So honey, I'm going to finish my dinner as fast as I can. Hope you enjoy the rest of yours oh. as I close the door to leave. Mm-hmm. So super sensitive about it. And that, that, in a sense, spoils people. I think Mark, Mark was saying that earlier mm-hmm. about how people get spoiled. I mean, we, because... For the most part, at least all the operators that I know, they want their games to work right. Yeah, it's I have a point not, of pride. I have not met a lot of operators that their games are garbage, that are never fixed because mm-hmm. they're never around. Like it's, we love pinball, so coming from that, we want a game to play right as we would want to play it. Step up to the machine, get your money's worth. That's how I like the game to be, and. It, it, it was a it, hard finding a balance in that they break and tonight is not the night that it's going to get fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so over the last five years, clearly pinballs just grown and grown and grown in Seattle, but in general, I would also argue though, that despite the fact that there are more machines out there, uh, I feel like the machines run more consistently than they did five years ago. Agree or disagree? Is that that they run better? Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. I, mm-hmm. I think that as as the as the community uh, and culture has grown, mm-hmm. uh, those standards have maybe yeah that rising gone tide is floats all boats, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, the pinball community is really tight knit, so people are going to talk about well, what games play the best, and mm-hmm. then absolutely, you know, I mean, people put machines out because they want you know you're not going to make a lot of money, but you want to make some money, so you mm-hmm. want people to come and. The tight-knit community, you know, word gets out that, oh, well, such-and-such games aren't working well enough, then, you know, people are going to stop coming. So I think it's just, you know, competition has kind of driven quality to to some degree. Mm -hmm. Sure. I think it's almost a double-edged sword, though, because there's nitpicking that gets involved in there. I mean, there's many levels to a pinball machine that plays well and gets trash-talked. It's also about how you approach Mm -hmm. if there's an issue. I mean, there's a lot of just delicate ways to say oh so- something's not working you know mm-hmm. it's like people need or to like, learn your the- machine's yeah. broken people need to learn the compliment sandwich maybe Tact. exactly you know? it's like, <laughs> more, hey this works really great kind of- this is one thing it's not working but right. overall i'm yeah. really pleased your leds <laughs> look great but the multi-ball doesn't work right yeah. <laughs> this is something that blew my mind earlier when i was talking to evan he, like he gets text messages like i can't hit the ramp on this game it's like what, what does that have to do with yeah game? like there's this is broken you need to adjust the pitch you need to adjust the flipper it needs a rebuild or something it's like no you're just bad at pinball yeah cater to my lack of skill yeah. <laughs> I think Mark's got you know a really good point. I think the people that do operate pinball in general are really passionate mm-hmm. about it, and yep. you know they they they've got to to a certain extent a lot of emotional investment into what they have on location. So I think it, nobody's last, getting rich off of this. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got. I mean, people. I think I agree, Graham. Over the last you know several years. Things have changed a bit. You've seen a, new operators pop up. You know, you got Levi mm-hmm. doing a lot of cool stuff around and town, and, with them too. and Travis mm-hmm. is just amazing at, at working on those games. And um, they take it really seriously, and they're really passionate about it. And I think it shows in the games. It would, you know, you rewind back to ten years ago, maybe there wasn't as much passion with some mm-hmm. of the operators that were doing a lot of stuff around town. So I think the 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 boom of pinball that we're seeing is great. And it's really getting a lot of investment from people in the community. Because here in Seattle, you have community members that are operating. In a mm-hmm. lot of other towns, you don't have pinball players that are operating. You have operators. Right. Pinball that's players. a separate entity yeah. entirely. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of yeah. Old school way that they did it, right? Like, it's kind of. Yeah, I mean, that still exists and they don't care. 
Mm-hmm. Like they put in pinball machines. Yeah, they make them work great for the first week. And then inevitably pinball breaks. Mm-hmm. They got their buck hunter, which makes... Tons which is a good money, earner. Right? Tons, yeah. of, tons of money. You rarely have to touch it. I mean, they actually do break. And those guns are horrible to work on. <laughs> but but they, yeah. Uh, and that jukebox, just something that's easy money that doesn't fail and just will take more money faster than something else. So pinball gets neglected by bigger companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is why Ava hired me. It's because it was getting to be too much for his bartenders to handle. He was putting too much demand on them, realized that he needed somebody. Dedicated, yeah. Yeah, somebody dedicated to do this, and then fortunately got the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like just even going back a couple of years ago when like full when Bobby went into Full Tilt, like I was working at Full Tilt at the time, and, and the Space Age games just weren't, weren't up to snuff, and Justin was kind of like, I'm sick of like these guys not coming by and fixing them on time, and like I'm a pinball ice cream bar. Like This is what I sell, and I can't sell pinball if it doesn't mm-hmm. work. So he brought Bobby in and that was like, I feel like that started trying to people like actually giving a shit about the way the games play. Cause yeah, a, a broken game earns no quarters. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm curious about, I mean, operators like that as well. I feel like, I mean, they're the same kind of level is where shorties is mm-hmm. for machines on location. And I mean, I have no idea how many machines they have or what their focus is. But it's, I mean, it gets to be challenging. Mm-hmm. And I have more respect for them knowing what I do now totally. than I did when I used to not. I mean, there's there's many, many variables. Have they heard about it or has it just been trash talk around town? Because mm-hmm. if, I mean, you can, a game can be broken. I've gone into places where right flipper's dead. Game's still on. I have not heard about it. Last time I was there was two weeks ago. How long has this flipper been broken? Sure. How much trash talking has happened before I got there? I have to know. Like, there's a reason there's phone number on these pinball machines. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, guys, don't, don't be shy in using the phone number. Yeah, don't like, be send shy. Send a text. We, information advice. is good. Information is good. We want excellent, games excellent to play right. We want... Right. I mean, the, the thing I hate most is dumping money into a machine... To have a dead flipper. Yeah. Like, sure, I just wasted, yeah. yeah, it's 75 cents. Yeah, it's a dollar. But I still wasted that. I did not get my money's worth. I'm not pleased. Mm-hmm. So and I, that person's walking away unhappy. Right, yeah. right. And that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I want everybody with every quarter that goes in to feel like you might have had a horrible game, <laughs> but at least you got your money's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, you work uh, you work at uh, on games at the Pinball Museum as well. Is that correct? Yeah, a little bit. Been um, working with uh, Charlie and Cindy down there. Love them. They got a they yeah, got a great, great operation. People. So, um, you know, they'll bring some games into the shop from from time to time to work on. Used to do uh, when Mark, before Mark left, he would go out there every what, yeah, couple I'd go weeks. Out there, yeah, Saturday for, mornings. Yeah, I'd go out there for a few hours. Uh, you know, once a weekend, something like that, and just you know. Kind of work through a few issues, but yeah, we ha- we've had a relationship with them, um, working on their games for a little while. Yeah, they uh, they would give us free admission coupons to give our repair customers. So oh, it's very nice. A nice reciprocal relationship that we have with them. So I think on average we you know two or three games mm-hmm. of theirs that we're working on as they cycle through. They have so many games. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. So many games, and uh, so it's been fun to be a part of that. Yeah, I, they're they're great folks. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Do they do they recruit others? I know that, uh, like, I think Erin Maccabee for a little while was trying to help out. Or... And Amanda Cotchin. Yeah. So, um, do you know, like, do they have a kind of a team of other folks they bring in? Or do you guys, are you guys kind of their, their main go-tos when it comes to additional help? Uh, Kelly Keaton, I think, had done a lot of work with them in the past. I don't know how much work he's doing right now, but they used to have weekly, like, kind of repair parties. Mm. In the evening, I don't know if they're still doing that anymore. It's been a while since I've been to one of those where they've have they would have volunteers come in and hang out and work on the games and play some games. Yeah, and they were doing repair classes for a little while too, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think Kelly was was leading those up, but I don't Word. I don't know if those are still going. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm re- uh, yeah. I'm not sure what their kind of labor force is like. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I think Charlie tries to do a lot of stuff on his mm-hmm. own. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. It seems like every time I've been there, he's working on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I want to switch uh, tracks a bit. So, how long have you been out in North Carolina, Mark? For I left here about six months ago. And yeah. Just kind of uh, 
my wife's family is from the southeast, and so we moved to be closer to them. So yeah, spent a couple of months just kind of traveling down the west coast, seeing my family, and then ended up heading out there. And so yeah, about six months. How is the pinball scene in North Carolina? Um, there, there is a, a pinball museum in Asheville, which oh, yeah? is about an hour away from me. And uh, you know, within the first week that I was out there, I contacted them and um, you know did some volunteer work for them and got to kind of go and hang out and see. I don't know. And so that's so that's neat. But there's a couple of places in um, in the Raleigh Durham area chapel hill that has some pinball that i've gone out and played as well but that's like three hours away from where yeah. i'm at oh my goodness okay. so mm-hmm. i mean where i'm at there's uh i live in a really small town and uh there is one em in a pizza place oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh so you know you, clearly you're a little distance from it but is is there any sense of a culture uh pinball culture there in the raleigh durham area uh tournaments that happen or is it just kind of piecemeal it there's uh there seems to be a lot of collectors out there okay um, just yeah. for you know what i've kind of i you know i joined an email listserv or whatever for just, but that doesn't get hit up too much but pin side a lot of people that just have big collections out there it's not not really big on location and it was like a big deal when a, a bar opened up that got like six or eight pins or something mm. in it in chapel hill which is like you know obviously big big college town sure and um so yeah, I think that I think that it's I think that it's coming around, but it's not hasn't really blown up All right, so yeah. much like it like it is here. I'm yeah. always fascinated to to hear reports from uh from what's going on outside of the Pacific Northwest with pinball. And always, you know, love hearing the val I mean, I'd love pinball to be proliferating everywhere, but it's it's nice and validating to hear like how iconic and you know unique what we have yeah for sure it's so weird like <laughs> why is this here you know well eventually it's gonna go back to like all the games are jammed up and people are gonna start playing pool again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> full cycle yeah <laughs> man uh so i think we should start transitioning into a couple other items kayla do you want to make a, you have something to talk about Oh, the off the pin side. Do you want Do you want to do that at the end with plugs? Sure. Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Well, then maybe let's play name that game then. How about that? Yeah. All right. I think I, I don't have any other questions. So you guys have anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to cover? You guys rock. Oh. Okay. oh. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, guys are great too. Yeah. So uh, if you've listened to uh, the podcast before, uh, then you are familiar with a uh, name that game where I will play. Yeah. Some uh, sounds from a, a pinball machine, and ideally, it's going to go from harder to easier to easier. So oh yes, and Kayla, thank you for uh, mining. <laughs> Grab one of those uh, old skill shots. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> Conover holds the title, right? Did he, oh, was he, he the, the one that got it like, straight up? Yeah, yeah, he got one really fast. Oh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin got that. Uh, yeah, on the very first zone, episode, like within half a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a pen right there. Uh, so you'll have to. Take turns and be be careful if if, if it uh, occurs to you at the same or time. Or we could all bring up the notes part of our phone and sure, just write yeah. It but there. if you if you think you know it, uh, just pass in the answer to me and I'll and confirm, don't shout it out loud because uh, it just ruins it for everyone. Else. Whether you got it or not, uh, so this will be interesting. I think this is actually a not too hard of one. Uh, I'll I try conf- my best to let you down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident you'll all get it before before the final clip. Uh, so. Ready? Yep. Ready. All right. Here it comes. Here's your first clip. Oh, I know that. I know that. I got mm-hmm. it. Anybody want to submit a guess now or? Uh... Correct. That is correct. Ooh. That is correct. Quick wow. pride. Wow. Um, All right. You guys want to hear the next one, or does anybody else want to submit a clip? Or, uh... I'll need an additional clip. Okay. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I can recognize those shriek sounds. but Door number two, please. Okay, okay. here we go. Is that the second one? That was the second one. Well, you played again. I thought it was going to be the first one. Oh, um... Well, you already got it, so. <laughs> oh, that well, that was the same. Oh, one. so yeah, we did oh, the same game. game. Yeah, yeah, well, uh-huh. same game. Get that one. I got the <laughs> All right. Any? You, you oh, guys want to hear another one? Yeah, that one's a uh, pretty obscure, but uh, it'll get easier. I promise. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. I know. I had to. I had to really like 
just pull random chunks out of this one because it, it gets pretty obvious easy. after well, we, know yeah, it's a, I, we know it's a shorties right. game. <laughs> well, right. I mean, perhaps. So. I know it's one like, of 58 machines. It's, <laughs> it's one of those like late 90s Williams games. Maybe. <laughs> I, I know, know I've played it like you. this week. All right, cool. Uh, I'll play another one here because yeah. yeah, I think I think Evan, you're right. The the first one of those three were, was first actually one. the easiest. And, yeah, that was the easiest. Yeah, um, this was. I, I put these together at eight thirty in the morning. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, here comes the next one. Oh, I got it! I got it! You got it! Yeah. That might maybe. Oh, that extra ball should give it away. Right? Yeah, for sure, Kaylee, you got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I failing yeah. on this? I was going to guess Mega Man. Congratulations. You got the wrong answer. <laughs> All right. No, I still don't know. Mark Adam, I'm not you a hear the next one? Okay. Here comes, here comes the next one. We've got plenty of clips. Uh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Where, what what game has saxophone? Keyboard. It looks like Mark Saxophone has something. Keyboard. Oh, duh. Yeah. Thank you. That is correct. And uh, then, Adam, I think you probably have it, too, then, based off that. That's right. Uh, Ignore the autocorrect. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> it is. It's lower okay, this, this game is my This game is my tournament nemesis. Uh, <laughs> Every time I go down to Portland for the week. Boner, boner bash? <laughs> boner bash. Um, I'm just going to play the final clips I had. Uh, cool. But, yeah, nice work, everyone. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that one was pretty. <laughs> Boner bash. <laughs> the game has so many of the best callouts. Like, can you hit yeah. this back with that ball? <laughs> That's a great game. Cool. All right. And then this is the last one, which mm-hmm. clearly. I, bad. I don't know if you guys you guys know about Lyman's Lament. You ever play that? No. You, you, so you put in two credits on location, and if you enter in Lyman Sheets' initials, it's a code that will put it into uh, Lyman's Lament, and he just shit talks you the whole time. <laughs> nice. He's like, "Ah, you suck." On right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, how, you have to get a. You have to get initials in. No, so like you put two. It takes two location credits if you're on location, um, and then you just like it's you basically oh, the, tap the, in a code, oh, okay. like a Konami the code. Right, almost, like a yeah, right, a certain amount of time, exactly. Certain amount of time, uh-huh. and Sweet. then start, and then it'll start Lyman's Lament, and he's like, <laughs> "How'd you miss that?" You know? <laughs> uh, man, I'm gonna yeah. try that. Yeah. <laughs> I think his initials are like LFS, I think, Lime and Cheese. That sounds yeah. right, yeah. That sounds right. Cool. Well, thanks for playing, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't believe so... I didn't get it from that first sound. So of course, I picked Monster Bash yeah. uh, for a few reasons. Uh, this is it's Halloween. Basically, yeah, yeah. This is our Halloween episode. It's the 13th episode. It's going to release right before Halloween. Spooky. Or right after Spooky. Halloween, actually. <laughs> I apologize. Right after Halloween. But um, right before the Shorties Annual. Yes, right before the Shorties Annual. And, of course, it's a... Yeah, Shorties come play. Stay. Complain about the games. <laughs> Keep your Halloween costume on so Evan doesn't know who you are. Cool. Yeah. Be yeah. nice about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice about it. At least say hi. Yeah. Say hi. This yeah. is broken. You can go through the motions of a little small talk first. It's not going to kill you. Evan's, <laughs> Evan's preferred beverage, if you want to buy an operator a beer, would be a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, or Rainier. Uh, yeah, there you go. I don't know you. Rainier. <laughs> <laughs> first time I meet. If you don't know me by now, yeah. you will never ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. I also like the Rumplemans. Yeah, uh, the Rumpty Dumpty and uh, Rainier Tall Boys. <laughs> I used to drink whiskey, but man, that's that's the devil. Yeah, it, can, <laughs> yeah, it catches up with you real fast. Mm-hmm. Beer yeah. is kind of a self-regulator. That's yeah. the nice thing. About that. <laughs> you get too full after a while. Oh, um, whiskey, yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's move into plugs then. Sure. Uh, you want to go first, Kayla? Sure. Um, so. This is something that we're going to start up like every two months. Uh, Mike from Wizard Amusements got a hold of me on Pinside and offered to really um, give out a free shooter rod to a, a Skillshot Pincast fan. Um, so, like, we don't have a, unless anyone can think of a trivia question right now, um, maybe a Monster Bash trivia question. I don't know. I didn't come pre- prepare for this. I was just going to give it to, like, whoever emails us first. Yeah. No, that yeah. works for me. <laughs> and where do, can you um, email us? You can email us at Skillshot Pincast. What are Lyman Sheets' initials? 
Oh, but I think I might have <laughs> just said them. Yeah. Were they right? I think I didn't look, but I'm pretty sure. All right. Or you can talk about the shooting. secret multiball. How about on... this? First person to email us mentioning two other games that Lyman Sheets worked on. That aside sounds from good. Monster yeah, Bash. I like that. Skillshotpincast at gmail.com. So, so if I email right now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be ahead of the game. I did listen to the Pinheads or the... Uh, you can just the... announce the winner right now. Right? Yeah. Well, like on the pinball... Congratulations, <laughs> On the pinball podcast a few weeks ago, they had a contest where like... We have these three um, decal packs for roller games, and the guest on the show is like, "Uh, can, can I get one of those?" They're like, "We have these two decal packs." For <laughs> 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 yeah. um, I ended up getting one of those, which is pretty cool. But nice. uh, so yeah, it's Mike at Wizard Amusement on Pinside. His name is Mike and Callie M I C K M I K E I N C A L I. And he said that the type of shooter rod would depend on av- availability at the time of the contest. And he's also up for giving a 20% discount on all shooter rods if they mention the podcast when they place an order. Sweet. Um, nice. Super so cool. The website is wizardamusement.com. And they can also follow him on Instagram at pinball underscore shooter underscore rods. Words. Nice. So thanks, Thank Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Very generous, Mike. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kayla, anything else you want to plug? Uh, weekly tournaments, of course. Yeah, uh, Babies in Pinland uh, one year anniversary or two year anniversary is coming up in November. Uh, hopefully, I can get something fun together for that. But two years at at, at ball on November sixth, I think. I can't. I okay, know, so the, that would be the first um, Thursday of November. That would be immediately after this 5th. drops. Then, yeah, November fifth. So, so if, if you're, you're listening to this today. Come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if it's late, go to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's about it. The shorties annual went really well. Or I mean the shorties or the Skillshot anniversary. Skillshot 8th anniversary, went, went yeah. Great. That was a lot of fun. Um, we had a great time. Uh, the shorties annual is coming up here in November. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't happen to know the uh, date off the top of your head, do you? November 8th. November 8th. Man, so if, hopefully you're listening to these as soon as they come out because there's a lot of fun to be had yeah. immediately following this episode. Um, so see y'all on November 6th and November 8th, or November 5th and November 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to mention, uh, maybe it got beaten already by now, but uh, we, we reintroduced the one to beat on the podcast here uh, in episode 12. But just in case, uh, we'll, we'll double check it here shortly. But Jason currently has it yeah. at, uh, on, the, on the Kiss game at Attaball at $172 million, or at least he did as of a week and a half ago. So mm-hmm. go I, beat that, and we're going to, you know... Give you a shout out and maybe something special if you beat him. Yeah, send in your your photos of of beating Jason's high score. Exactly, I'm sure you can do it. That's the best way for us to actually know somebody beat him. Is yeah. just you need to let us know. Skillshotpincast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And like us on Facebook and all that jazz. All that jazz. Subscribe to us on iTunes and yada yada yada. Uh, any other shout outs, boys? Any other plugs? Uh, if you want to get involved in the birthday promos and stuff, find you can find Pinheads Pinball on Facebook. Just search Pinheads Pinball. We actually have two. We have a page that you can like, and then we also have a, f- a regular profile because we, pages can invite people to events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that gets kind of confusing for some people, but um, there are two things there if you'd like to do. Um, Evan? Uh, go to the Shorties annual tournament. I don't exist <laughs> <laughs> uh, out in the world, so... That's it. Like these guys, though. Yeah. <laughs> and go to shorties. Uh, shout out to all my uh, pinball-loving peeps. Love <laughs> you and Misty, Seattle. Word. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't think I have anything new that we haven't mentioned. Oh, Skillshot issue 40 is out uh, next week, a.k.a. the week before you're listening to this. So mm-hmm. pick that up at your regular locations. Yeah, uh, what, what do you have on the cover? We have Dirty Harry on the cover. That is right. And I don't remember what notes we did for the, the inside list. But I have no idea, and yeah, I left early on Sunday. Well, notes so. was out of town. So That's right. That was so a weird paste up without him there. It really was. That'll so the uh, inside cover, uh, the list art will be a mystery to all of us. I yeah. think. Well, besides Gordon. Yeah. So that'll be fun. All There's right. There's a guide on how to play Star Trek from Andy, and then a. Uh, Another article about women in pinball for me. So yeah, about uh, the IFPA and their their new uh, uh, rankings, which is yeah. really exciting. That that Las Vegas uh, tournament that's going to happen is really really cool. So mm-hmm. great. read up about that. Um, all right, so is that it? I think. Cheers so, yeah, to yeah, Skillshot. Yeah. Those guys yeah. do great work. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thanks. Well, <laughs> all right. Thanks for having us on. Thanks yeah, for awesome. coming, guys. Thank we really yeah. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Thank great. you, Graham. 
All right. Kayla, yeah. stand behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> There's my final shout out. I almost forgot, and I'm so sorry. Stanley Crescendo, my bandmate and good friend uh, and just all-around awesome guy who makes his own... Uh, he, he records and produces some uh, podcasts himself. Uh, the Sidekicks pod, which uh, we did a cross-cast with a couple mm-hmm. episodes back, uh, as well as the Ball Boys podcast. Uh, they're both great. Uh, go find them. Uh, Ball Boys is on SoundCloud. Uh, Sidekicks Pod is uh, it's on at Stitcher s- now too. Yeah. Yes, and mm-hmm. SidekicksPod.com. Yeah. yeah, so you can find those there. Stan does awesome work. He was amazing and came in to to help us uh, record a, an unwieldy five people at once. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank We're you so much, Stanley, for your help. Now. And uh, yeah, okay, that's that's a wrap. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you.